Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello and welcome everyone to show number 267 from Engage for Success. I'm host for today's show. I'm Jo Moffat. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Managing Director and Founder of Woodread. Uh, we're a specialist advertising agency who use the tools, the techniques, the creativity and the insights of the advertising world, but we use those inside to engage employees. Um, and today um, I'm joined by Sam Dawson from Feedback Works, and we're going to be talking about why feedback at work matters. Um, Sam's got a long track record in employee engagement, culture, uh, and, and, and people measurement, and he's worked for a number of organizations around the world. I'm sure he'll tell us a little bit more about that in a moment. Um, and we're going to be really talking about what's going, what's going well, what could we do better, why, why is what we're doing perhaps not getting us where we necessarily need to be, and, and coming up with some, some practical recommendations as to things that people can take away and, uh, and think about doing differently within their own workplaces. So welcome to the show, Sam. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for that great introduction. You hardly need me. I think you said it all. <laughs> but, uh, great to be back on. We've got to fill 28 more. We've got to fill 28 more minutes yet, so you can't. Go oh, we'll yet. try. So, we'll try. Um, and, and I think Sam, you've been on the show. What is this? Your third time? Or is this Apparently, your it's fourth? my fourth time. I, it's I'm always getting old, and my memory's going. But it's my fourth of the 267. So it's. Uh, so you are a seasoned back. professional. I think David Apparently. McLeod had better watch out because he's he's not been <laughs> on that many more times than you have. So. Uh, <laughs> So there you are, obviously, after his job as um, co-chair of the game. <laughs> well, thanks so, for the invitation again. <laughs> okay, so uh, as I say, we've got Sam with us, and we're going to be talking about why um, why feedback matters in the workplace. But before we get into that, perhaps you could just give our listeners a little bit of an overview. Or for those who haven't heard you on the previous occasions you've been on the show, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Sam. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm a business psychologist uh, by trade. I've got about 20 years of experience in uh, the kind of industry that we call kind of employee engagement, uh, feedback and culture. Um, I've worked um, globally, but predominantly in, in the UK um, and in Australia um, for a few uh -huh. years, which gave an interesting perspective on kind of the Australian's engagement journey down there, uh, working with some really large uh, customers and clients, so sort of half a million employees plus just a really small, um, uh, you know, for about about 50 people in kind of the SME arena. Um, uh -huh. So both, you know, really interesting uh, ends of the spectrum, I suppose. And and during that time, you know, that sort of 20 years, I've seen a, a changing landscape, I guess, in terms of employee engagement and culture. We should talk about that. But in a sense, nothing's changed either, um, which is, you know, what I wanted to talk about today, really, in terms of, you know, what has changed, but what, what hasn't changed and what, what we can do about it to really have... Uh, uh -huh. Great, great effect okay. uh, for organisations. Yes. Okay. And um, and and I know um, you you are from an organisation called Feedback Works, and I'd be interested to learn a little bit about that in a moment. But before we talk about that, tell me tell me about Australia. How you talked about their engagement journey. How different is it? Are they are they better at it than we are in the UK? Worse at it? You know, what do they do differently? Well, yeah, no, so that's a good question. And I think it's, I think it's different for a start. I mean, there, w there was a time sort of 10 years ago where they were playing catch up a little bit, I think, uh -huh. in terms of uh, how, what they were doing with surveys and how they were action planning. 
Um, and, and now, of course, they tend to, or there seem to be a bit of a tech hotbed for some new sort of employee survey startups, you know, the likes of Culture Amp, et cetera, out, out there. So, you know, all of a sudden, I think they've come from a little bit behind to kind of, you know, leading the ways in, in some ways down there um, in terms of some of the technology. But technology okay. doesn't solve everything, as we'll talk about today. <laughs> uh, indeed, it does not. It is a facilitator and an enabler. Yes, exactly. But that's exactly. not not is the not the entire answer. So, okay. Yeah. So, so, tell me a little bit about um, Feedback Works. Then, how long has that been going as a, as a business? So, so Feedback Works is very new and uh, and started this year with my um, partner Rob Broughton, who's actually in Australia at the moment, so uh, couldn't okay. be here today. Um, and you know, we we really started that because we've both spent a long time uh, in people measurement um, but something didn't feel quite right to us you know and a lot of organizations are always approaching us saying you know how can we actually improve how can we do something better for our business that isn't just about employee engagement and you know I've got a lot of time for employee engagement I think engage for success is a, is, is a great outfit but you know it's a means to an end I guess in terms of business improvement of and, course, yeah. Uh, uh, and a lot of these companies, a lot of the organizations were saying, look, we're listening and we're listening more regularly. Um, and we've got this kind of new shiny silver tech, but things don't seem to be improving. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, Rob and I's view was, well, that's probably because you're listening <laughs> and you're not actually closing the feedback loop. So you're listening really well. But actually, what's that feedback? What does that feedback look like, you know, coming back from management, back from the organization, back into the organization? And how are those organizations really closing the feedback loop to really have a conversation um, and a discussion at work? So it's not just, you know, you, you, we did a survey, you said we did, but it's actually closing the loop and actually managers saying, well, thanks very much for that, for your feedback. How can we then make work a better place? So we right. started to think about, you know, can, can, we, can we put those, uh, consulting solutions into kind of products and, and, and help customers with that. They've run a survey, they want to do something, can we help them? And, and, and that's where we are and people seem to be excited about it, so we're excited about it, so we're kind of, okay. you know, launching as we speak. Right, right, okay, lovely. Um, and uh, well, we'll look forward to hearing more about that as we, as mm. we go along, but essentially um, we're going we're gonna to talk about why feedback matters yeah. in, in general terms rather than sort of specifically around the business. But yeah. Yeah. just just to clarify or position it in my own mind. So in the beginning, mm. organisations did surveys. They, yeah. And I'm, I'm putting this in real black and white terms and potentially a little bit cynical terms. But in the beginning, mm. organisations did an employee survey once a year, once every two years, once every three years, every now and again, if they felt like it. Mm -hmm. They did the survey, and they did the survey, therefore they could tick the box of having done engagement. Um, yes. They put the survey results, they shared the survey results maybe uh, with, with leadership, maybe they mm. shared them with managers, and then they put them in a drawer, put them away, and forgot about them for another mm. year or five or whatever it might be. Cynical, right, okay. Mm. But in the beginning, that was how it was. Then people began to say, well, hang on a minute, you know, this isn't actually getting us terribly far, so we need to do something with these survey results. So that then created the, you said we did, which you, yep. you mentioned, and mm -hmm. as I, I have done in my professional life, an enormous number of communications to employees, or posters, emails, yeah. newsletters, all with the amazingly snappy title of you said we did. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that was going back and saying, you know, you told us to do this, so we did. Um, and mm. is your point then that the you said we did is, is too one-dimensional? It's sort of just literally you said something, so we have decided what needs to be done about that and we've done it, rather than 
determining together in a more collaborative manner what needs yes. to happen as a result of what you've said? I mean, in a nutshell, is that what you're saying? I mean, in a nutshell, yes. I mean, I don't think the use, you said we did um, paradigm is a bad one. I think it was just kind of an evolution to get to where we are now. And, um, mm. you, you know, um, we've talked quite a lot about this at, at, at feedback works and what we seem to have overlooked i think as an engagement industry if you can call it that is kind of all the great work around continuous improvement um you know uh companies think about being lean all the kaizen stuff which which is you know really simply what, says, what's you know, that what's, Ka- what's kaizen stuff it, it it's all about continuous improvement basically kaizen and it, and it says it says four simple things that, that a company should do they should plan they should do they should check and they should act. And right. actually, it, it, it's so simple that I think everyone's forgotten about it because, right. you know, if you apply, if you apply that to, to what we're doing with engagement surveys sometimes, I think we're missing a lot of that, that loop. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we might be planning some stuff. We might be doing some stuff, but we're not, we're not checking we've done it correctly. And we're certainly not, I don't think, you know, implementing the, the right actions at the end. I, I had a very wise customer a couple of years ago who a quite a brave customer for, a, for a, an international company who said actually we're changing the way that we survey in our organization and really we just want to start a conversation mm-hmm. uh, and this was an organization predominantly of engineers and right. you know they want they wanted to start a conversation and actually they wanted to move away from the fact that employee engagement might be at 68 percent or 71 percent because that wasn't really helping anybody they just hmm. really wanted to empower managers uh, with the tools at a local level to go and talk to their people every day which they probably forgot to do half the time and, yeah. and there wasn't a kind of an active process to, to help them do that so so i guess that's where, really where we're coming from you know let's start a conversation at local level let's empower managers and give them the right tools and the processes to go and talk to people and if you run a survey that's great you know it provides Mm -hmm. a metric but it's it's not the overall kind of outcome that you're looking for in terms of the the survey results we actually want some action and managers to talk to their people and you know we we talk about this thing to our customers in terms of the wisdom of the workforce Um, you know people have got the answers generally it's just about yeah. kind of tapping into the right mechanism to hear yeah. people give them, give them the floor and understand you know really what they're saying in terms of improvement so absolutely well i know i know nita um you know engage with success's mm. own nita clark would not um argue with that idea of the wisdom of the workforce i've heard her speak on a number of occasions mm. where she talks about how with almost every corporate crisis corporate scandal um, that we've seen in, in recent years, actually, if you'd have asked the workforce before that hit, they would have said, right. yep, we know about that. We know that's going to happen. They would they would yep. have known that these things were bubbling and they would mm. probably have had the solution to have prevented them becoming quite such a disaster as they became. So, Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and I think really, that... Sorry, but that's very much the sort of the employee voice enabler, isn't it, really, in terms of the four enablers, so... It, yeah, it is. And, you know, and there's two ways organizations can do that. You know, there's some really, you know, cool predictive analytics out there on the market at the moment, you know, in terms of employee survey tools. And, you know, they can flag certain survey responses and suggest that there might be an impact on, 
you know, health and safety or risk factors uh, in mm. the future. And, and that's great. You know, I'm not anti-technology because that, that stuff really excites me. But also there's the other angle where you can go and ask people. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you don't yeah. necessarily have to boil that up to one number at the top of an organization. But if you empower every individual manager through a process to go and talk to their people and, uh, and dig some of this stuff out, I think it probably gets you to the same place. Maybe it's yeah. even a little bit better because you've you've engaged people through the process, and that's the other thing. That you know, I think it's a a, a virtuous cycle in a way. You know, because mm. you're trying to engage people, and then you're asking them what they think. And yeah. It's not this kind of parent adult relationship that we're all trying to move away from from at work. It feels a bit more grown up, and people's opinions matter. You know. Yeah. So, so really, you're saying there's more to feedback than just one directional feedback. It's about conversations. It's about relationships. So, so. Tell me, how do we do those things better then, Sam? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, it's, and it's not a silver bullet and it's not, not a particularly um, easy fix. But I think, you know, the first thing is kind of an understanding that, you know, engagement is important, definitely, but it's not a kind of end state. So a lot of organizations are kind of chasing this kind of engagement unicorn and, you know, wanting uh, engagement scores, pushing for engagement scores to go up one or two percentage points. So I think there's a kind of understanding that engagement is really important, but it's, it's not the end state. It's not an end um, in itself, yeah. It's not an end in itself. And, and that might mean, for instance, that, you know, a lot of, just to be controversial, a lot of the employee engagement models that, you know, a lot of uh, organizations use, um, be it sort of say, say, strive, or, you know, whatever it might be, might actually have had their day at some point, I think, uh, 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 and might be phased out because, you know, models can't always be attributed to just don't match to what a lot of companies companies are looking for so you know the second thing is i'd urge organizations to think about your model and is it really you know doing you a a service or a disservice Uh Uh and and the third thing i think is you know trying to reframe uh, engagement surveys to really start a conversation so if you're not trying to necessarily drive engagement what are all the other really interesting things you can start to talk to people about, you know, in terms of, you know, not only their working life, um, their experience at work, but some of the more kind of business focused assets around, you know, growth and uh, innovation, you know, you could start to tap directly into the, into the business conversation. Um, Well, you know, we're not saying it's easy, but I think that's, that's where some of these kind of end processes come to play as well. So, you know, very simply, if you can empower a manager after the survey to have the right sorts of conversations and to follow a process at work. So, you know, it might be as simple as get your team together. And if, if there is an issue in your survey around communication or leadership or innovation, you do these things and you follow uh-huh. the process. Um, uh-huh. I think that's much more likely to get your results that you then kind of, you know, ask them to think about an action plan and uh, leaving them to it. So it's kind of holding their hand a bit, I guess, facilitating the, the, uh, the conversation, letting them go forward and, and put those improvements into place themselves. And, and that role of the line manager or team leader or supervisor is, is, is key in this, yeah? Well, I think so. Um, you know, and I'm sure you and the people listening have seen it too. You know, what doesn't work are, you know, a team of executives sitting there thinking about the two or three big actions they're going to put into place from the survey and it's going to take six or, or nine months, you know, uh-huh. it'd be great if there are some fundamental changes to be fixed, but, you know, often 
these issues sit very locally in organizations. So, you know, it might be about, about innovation locally, and that might be about trying to get around some red tape in a big organization uh, mm-hmm. in the right way to be able to kind of innovate and, and bring new ideas to the table. And a mm-hmm. lot of these things are in the powers, uh, in the hands, in the power of, of managers and people. Um, yes. and, you know, no, no one wants to come to, to work and do a bad job or, or, or be in a place that doesn't work particularly well. And, and we found talking to the many organizations we have just that there's real appetite for this stuff to make change at the local level. And you don't necessarily need to shift the number. But if you can see business results improving in certain areas of a, an organization, then that's a great measure, too. So, so why don't why don't people do this? Why, does, why doesn't this happen more? naturally do you think sam yeah i mean that is the big question right because it's not, it, it, it's, it's not because organizations don't understand the importance of engagement they all do you know most organizations run some sort of survey you know many have quite big budgets for uh, for this kind of stuff but i think you know of, often it's a very practical thing in the way that organizations are structured um and the way they buy these services um you know an organization will buy an employee survey but the, mm. you know the survey does what it says on the tin that you survey your people and you get some interesting results or not so interesting results out out of the back of it um in not many cases does that survey provide a process for managers then to go through you know there might be some sort of action planning tool that might suggest suggest some actions in certain areas based on the results uh-huh. but in my uh-huh. experience you know it tends to stop there because you know generally that's what um, you know our human resources uh, colleagues are responsible for uh, right. when we start thinking about you know elements around growth and innovation and efficiency that doesn't always sit within the HR remit and so mm. you know it, it requires an organization I think to think a bit more holistically about uh, about the survey uh, and actually I'm in trouble don't you know it's not call it a survey call it a business improvement tool and, and how it can impact other areas of the business and you know I think you know if this is only really human resources buying this type of thing, then we're, we're kind of missing a trick. It needs to be seen as a business improvement tool, I, I think. Yes. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You need to look at the bigger picture, don't you? Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been in organisations where um, I've heard people saying, well, employee engagement is the responsibility of the HR team. Um, yeah. Well, mm, not really. Um, it is if all you're doing is seeing mm. it as an end state and a measurement, but it isn't. they're not the ones who can actually make it happen so so if I was to ask you um how uh, you know I've got a business here that's been running a survey program but they 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 don't feel in their hearts that they're getting the the benefits that they were kind of expecting to get from doing this and they're sort of saying Mm. yeah but I'm you know I'm doing this and I, I used to do it every five years and now I'm doing it every year but I still don't seem to be seeing any any business improvement as a result of mm. this much lauded and much vaunted um, uh, uh, process? What am I doing wrong? What should I be? What should that organisation be doing differently? In in a nutshell, do you think, Sam? Yeah, and it's uh, that's a great question, and it's a question we get asked a lot. And and I think you know uh, the first of all is to really understand the important part that technology plays in surveys. You know, it's not going to go away. It's getting faster and speedier, and it's definitely important. But it's not everything. And I think there's probably needs to be a bit of a shift of focus away from survey technology mm-hmm. uh, once it stops being the kind of, you know, the bright, shiny thing to the process and to the back end. And I think, 
you know, we could even, as I said before, you know, if we stopped calling it the surveying, started talking it about it as a business business improvement process, it starts to put a, a bit of a different um, angle on it. I mean, I think that's the first thing. Um, I think the second thing is having a, a process for feedback. And that's different from action planning, you know, because everyone talks about action planning at the end of their survey. Um, but, you know, action planning please, means planning your actions, right? That's <laughs> just to be obvious. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't mean doing something about it. So I think you know if if there is a process and you know technology can be used for this too, in terms of implementing actions and checking in on a regular basis and creating that kind of continuous feedback loop with people. Um, people are going to organisations are going to kind of in, achieve much more than just running a survey, and that's about empowering managers. And you know it, again, it seems really simple, but it's about managers talking to their people. You know, collectively getting them together understanding what's going right understanding what's going wrong and making simple improvements and you know mm. if, if every team in a big organization of you know 10 20,000 30,000 people was doing that um, I'm sure there'd be a real step change in terms of how the business is is performing because as we said you know that that process is in itself engaging it's an engaging yeah. process to go and talk to your people every day so so you know I think that's my advice really is kind of shift the focus from the tech to more of the back end process and and lay that process out in a very clear and simple way for managers that they can then follow it. Once they've done well, their action planning and planned their managers, they kind of know what to do and how the how the feedback circle is going to going to work. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does make sense. It does make sense. And and, and do you think that does that require you're you're talking about a process and, and having a structured process around this, which makes absolute sense. But mm. Is there more to it than that in that in that are our line our line managers, team leaders, supervisors able to do this? You know, just because the process is there, do they are they confident, competent, willing and able, or do is part of the process about providing support as well? Yeah, so so yeah, I mean that's a great question. And I think you know, the, the, the capability of managers varies drastically, right, across, well, within yeah. organizations and across different organizations. Uh, and, you know, think about organizations of engineers I mentioned before, you know, their natural state is not to sit down with their people and talk to them every day. Uh, they'd no, rather get no, on, no. you know, with their widgets and, and, and nuts and bolts, et cetera. So, so there is something about, you know, having a very clear process for managers to follow. And I think there's something I think there's something in the language as well. And I think there's, you know, if if we and we've certainly seen this in the last few months, if we shift the uh, the conversation from survey to those things in the business that that are important. So if we start thinking about having a conversation about how we're going to grow better next year, how we're going to hit our targets, how we're going to really innovate for customers, so customers, so we're market leading. How can we be more efficient so we've got a great P&L and everyone gets paid their bonus? You know, if, if yeah. those sorts of conversations tend to spark a light in managers' eyes, we've found, <laughs> rather than rather just than talking about feedback and engagement. We need to talk yeah. about the survey. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I can see that. It's yeah. not just a people and, thing, right? And, and people have got and, the answers a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and is it, in, in your experience, is, it, is, it, is this as straightforward to make work in a in a big organisation, as it is in a, I don't know, small SME or something like that. I mean, do, you know, do, is it is it just a matter? Of so it's a good question. So you know, I, I, I've been challenged in previous roles around, you know, how do big organisations.
uh, and they scale this stuff by having more super and shiny tech because you know simple tech can't can't cope so they have to go to kind of you know big tech providers and uh, big hr tech uh, solution providers to kind of make some of these things work the the beauty about a process is it could be written down on a piece of paper and rolled out to people you know it's not it, it doesn't have to be complicated you know in fact i think some of the best solutions are pretty simple and and it, it's definitely not rocket science and tech science this it's about showing people the right path to follow managers the right path to follow putting it in their hands and saying look you know trust us this is going to work have a conversation with your people about some of those important business topics um hear what they're saying put some things into place and yes you know we might come and survey you again next year and you can you can bet your bottom dollar your scores have gone up but that's not the point you'll actually have you know, created a better working environment, better working life for people, and you're more likely to be hitting your your, your targets. And that's well, that's the theory, well, anyway. And, we, and we're seeing it play out with a lot of uh, lot of customers at the moment. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, I'm a great fan of keeping it simple. And I think you know, I, I think you you talked earlier about the Plan Do Check Act, and mm. you know, it's so easy, isn't it, to sort of try and build things up into overly complex things because they sound like they you know, they must therefore have a bigger a bigger price tag on the end yes. of it. But actually, a lot of it is about stripping these down to simple steps and recognising the human interactions that go on and what motivates us as individuals and, um, you know, the, the not treating people as, as resources but as but as human beings. I and mean, it, it kind of comes back to that in so many ways, doesn't it? And we actually all respond to things being nice and simple. You know, it's easy to understand, isn't it? I, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we often talk about artificial intelligence and we've been talking to companies recently about kind of just the human intelligence angle. Let's, let's not affect that, yeah. forget that people are human beings. Um, yeah. You know, they want to be treated yeah. at work as human beings. And, and one of the ways that you form relationships with people is you ask their opinion and, and you well, know, you well. get stuck in together as, as a team. And, you know, yeah. that seems to really resonate with, with, with local teams as well as, as well as big companies. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm speaking at an event on Thursday about mm. the evolution of work, and it, 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 the sort of the agenda is about tech and AI, and, and whether that's going to yeah. change the workplace and all the rest of it. And of course, you know, it's going to have huge impact. But I think my own gut feeling, and it's again, it's about stripping it back to the simple stuff, is that all artificial intelligence is going to enable us to do is free us up to be more humanly intelligent. And more yes. empathetic, yeah. and more yeah. you know, more more better at relationships, which are so really really important. They'll just take make those things easier for us to do, but they won't do it for us. Um, Absolutely, they can't do it, right? I mean, they can no. you know, almost provide a pathway or give us a map of what that looks like, but they can't do it. And, uh, no, we need some basic the, managerial skills. I think we've we've not we've only got about three minutes left, um, Sam. So. Yeah. Let's look at the future then, because that takes us quite neatly into that. What, what, yeah. What's the future like? It's brave new world for you. What does it look like where, where organisations are really getting this right? Well, I think, I think first of all, you know, the future is one in which all managers are empowered to really make a difference. Um, they know how to get people's ideas. They know how to tap into that wisdom of the workforce. Um, and they know the simple processes to do that. And they can either do that within the structure of uh, an employee survey or they can do that outside of that. it doesn't doesn't really matter you know but managers you know can see how it makes a difference and and know how how to do it um i think the, the the second thing is that managers themselves are providing those kind of continuous feedback loops they're not waiting for the next 
you know, pulse survey or whatever to come out. They're actually doing that themselves. They're feeding back what they think to their people and they're getting uh, points of view um, from people. And I think, you know, I'd, I'd love to see one where, where feedback just becomes part of the culture. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of, it, it's human first, as we were talking about, rather than, rather than tech or, or culture first. It's, it's human first. And, and, the, and the feedback is just becoming part of the way that every person and every team works in organization. That would be wonderful. Yeah. That would be wonderful. You'd, you'd be able to put your feet up and say, my work here is done. If that That's it. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. You're going to retire. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So in my last minute and a bit, um, what is the sort of the one thing? You know, we've been talking for half an hour um, and it's been really interesting. I don't quite know where mm. the time's gone, but it's flown by. <laughs> um, what, what one thing would you like to stress for our listeners? Um, so, so I think it's about this concept of wisdom of the workforce. You know, mm-hmm. it's about kind of shifting that that parent-child paradigm. It's about treating everyone as uh, as adults and equals. They've often the workforce have often got the uh, the answers. So it's the wisdom of the workforce, and with the right processes, you can really tap into that to make some lasting change uh, in business. Okay. And that would okay. be my, my my end remark. Excellent. I love that. The, and the the shifting the parent-child paradigm that that kind of plays to a show we had a couple of weeks ago actually where we had um we were looking at the art of servant leadership oh, um, yes, yes. which was a, which was really interesting so okay so that's that's a, that's a great great place to stop i think sam thank you very much for for joining us thanks um thanks for sharing your thoughts with us today and let, let's hope we can create that that brave new world where that feedback loop is, is closed and it's just part of the way things are done and we don't have to talk about it anymore so, <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, Joe. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's been a pleasure, to number five at some point. Thank you. We better get that booked. You know, we're booking the radio show 18 months ahead now. So um, wow. it's uh, it's really quite incredible. So you uh, you better get your thinking cap on. <laughs> we'll do. On um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, let's, uh, let's take on board some of Sam's recommendations and try and change the world. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye-bye. Engage for Success Radio. Raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.